It is 9.35. It is Views and News with me, Clarence, still 12. And a very warm welcome if you've just joined. Uh, your WhatsApp messages are 072-567-1567, If you want to call, I've been a radio professional for 30 years, and I love good radio. And I love a really good ad. And those were, uh, that that Alan Gray ad was, was brilliant. Yeah. Barbara? Yeah. I, I think the advertising in general is always very... Very, very well put together. I love it that, that we have yes. a kind of creativity out there yes. because there's been a bit of a dearth in, mm. in terms of quality mm. uh, advertising. It really kind of yeah. captures the imagination. Hey, Mentalis is great as well. And I think we should celebrate it the, the as radio professionals. Yes. Well done, whoever the agency is. Yeah. You've got the yeah. BC I Awards. Mean, there was this article. Barbara and the, Clarence Award. Yes. <laughs> there was an article in the conversation last week about. Radio is in South uh, Southern Africa listened to by eighty percent of the population. You know, there's a lot of talk about radios dying, but in Africa, in Southern Africa, radio is still seems to be there's still a very, 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 very popular medium for people to get their their communication, their contact, their news, their music. Yeah, I don't think it's going to die. No, I don't either. But it is definitely a view. The USB of radio is this interconnectedness that we have with you. And that sort of intimacy of being yeah. able to put it on wherever you are, whether you're in the kitchen, whether you're in your car, says, says us giving a good punt to our radio. <laughs> there's no other medium that can do that. No, and that's why isn't. I think there's always going to be a relevance, isn't. especially when And we, it's live, you know. Yeah. Sure, podcasting is a thing, but there's a difference. Yeah, this yeah, is magic. live. This it's, is magic. Yeah, it's I magic. agree. It's magic. Okay, so, right. Oh, we're still talking taxis. I just feel that we sort of have to. Um, and I think, you know, I know you spoke to Ntutuzelo just now. We even heard a clip just before. It was just after the news from John Matham yesterday. And, and I will refer to that because he interviewed late afternoon yesterday. He did interview J.P. Smith, the MACO member for safety and security, where he tried to get to the bottom of what are the rules now being used to impound these 14 13 once they let the one go for overloading taxis over the weekend that has caused a bit of a stir um, and JP was very clear in the interview it is on capetalk.co.za the article with the interview from JP Smith if you want to just go people and listen hear what JP says from the horse's mouth Santaco yesterday there was definitely a feeling and I think there was some levels of concern that people were worried that this impoundment was going to lead to further strike action. Santaco interestingly put out a statement, formal statement, it was all over the X platform formerly known as Twitter, where they said this was fake news, these rumors of a, of a of an impending strike, and this was not the case. So despite those impoundments, they were reassuring the public that they weren't about a strike. So I thought that was interesting, considering, as you pointed out in your discussion with Ntutuzela, they have been pretty silent. Yeah. Um, and we don't really know what their response to those 13 taxis is. Um, JP was very clear, and Ntutuzela referred to it in his interview with you, that they are only impounding on those things like no operating license, no driver's license, no PDP license, the root issues. Like they should. Like they should. Although, as JP said in his interview yesterday, that the 14th taxi, which had an overloading situation, he said he does think is a problem. Yeah. But because he said they've kind of come to this agreement, they let that one go. He also did indicate that they were going to look further at those that long list to see if there were any minor infractions that they could address. 
Um, but I think this is just the ongoing story of 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 the day still for Cape Tonys. I still think are reeling mm. from that yeah. from that strike and the effects of it and the violence of it. And I'm not sure where we go from here. Well, if we blink in the face of the law, then we shoot ourselves in the foot. I thought, interestingly, on a couple of social media posts, including JP's own uh, statement that he had put up a few days ago, the comments are very, very wide-ranging, but a lot of support for the city still, like it or not, saying violence can't be condoned. Also, the complaints that come in across the board, I'm not talking just about from the wealthy areas, across the board of people's fears of the way taxis drive and operate on the roads is real. But I do think... I do think, you know, I always one has to find one parties have to find one another, Clarence. I mean, don't you agree? You can't just have a standoff. There has to be a way of talking, always talking. And I hope that they come back to the task 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 seat. And if the task doesn't work, there's always the courts. There is the courts. I mean, which they should have maybe gone to a long time ago if they wanted to address those those different kinds yeah. of levels of infringements. But I just always feel like, please come back to the task team. Please sit down and talk. We need to talk. We need taxis. We need that transport, part of the transport industry, informal though it still is. And I just feel like this rage everyone feels. I just, you know, I always want to just say, let's all stay calm. Um, I just maybe an idealist, probably. Let's talk about a windmill then. So I have decided, and this is such a personal little story for me. Um, this sto- this movie, the very very famous 1968 movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, is a, st- a movie I saw when I was a very very little little girl and saw it many times over the years. You know, it's a sort of famous story based on Ian Fleming's novel of a few years earlier in the 1960s. You know, he's the the man who wrote the James Bond movies. He got quite sick. He had a heart attack a bit later in life, and he wrote this book for his son, who was then about 10 or 12 years old. It's a sort of fantasy story about this widower um, who has two children, Jeremy and Jemima, and he's a crazy eccentric inventor. His name is Correct. Caractacus Potts and eventually it's part fantasy part real he creates this car this old racing car into this magical flying car I just want you to play a little bit of the beginning song before we get into why we're even talking about this what an unusual car Daddy made it oh and it actually goes it's called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that's a curious name for a motor car but that's the sound it makes listen yeah, I just had to do that and I literally get goosebumps. I mean, I just don't judge me everyone. This is just a book, a story, a film that made such an impact on me as a little girl and Particularly the the child stealer, which was this evil character who steals the two children in this fantasy city that they go to where children aren't allowed. And I had nightmares for years of the way he put the lollipops through the little window to lure them out. I mean, it was it was quite scary for a little four-year-old or five-year-old. But the reason I'm talking about it is that that very, very famous iconic windmill, it's actually called Cobstone Mill, that is as part of that farmhouse scene where you'll see in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang where they... You've the got to pronounce it properly. Come on, Barbara. Is it not called Cobston? No. 
It's chitty, chitty, bang, bang. What it, what it is? <laughs> so, yeah, this was part of the home that the pots lived in. It is now up for auction. And I just find that, like, just it just brought back so many memories looking at that mill and that whole little farmhouse. So it is. it has been part of other British, famous British series, like the Vicar of Dibley and a few others. It's guiding price on auction will be nine million pounds um it's a form of smock mill a smock mill is a kind of mill which has that particular shape um i mean i just love a windmill i don't know if i just love a mill it was built originally in 1816 the mill and it became part of the set of that iconic movie um and other series afterwards and i just i just it just brought back a flood of memories for me of that movie and those two little children who who go on this incredible adventure with their dad um, so I just thought I would mention that if you're in the market for a mill in, in England, go and bid on the auction and you can be the proud owner of a very, very famous windmill. And then a video that hopefully is up on our website. It will be. If it's not up already, it will be soon. And this is just an absolutely delightful story. It's a Kabecha cop who has brought smiles to South African faces with his amazing dance moves at the intersection which he controls every morning during traffic. Please go to Go to our site, capetalk.ca.za, a little bit late in the morning and click on it and have a look at the video. It was shared on TikTok by um, a, a TikToker called Queen Seba Makwaba. She said at the time she doesn't know his name, but she literally sees him every morning and brings absolute joy to her. And everybody on her comments said, we need to celebrate people like this because they remind us that we can do better and we can be better. And they just, one person said, the way you would miss your turn watching him. He does his cutest little dance moves while he's directing traffic. And I know we've had previous cops doing that and it always goes viral. But there's just something about South Africa. Honestly, when you watch that cop, you just go, it's just something about the personality of South Africans, how they bring that kind of crazy joy to these moments <laughs> that, I mean, you just don't really see anywhere else in the world. And I mean, despite all the depressing news, despite the situation that we've had in the city with the taxis, when you look at that, you just smile and you go like, there is hope, surely. Yeah, and thanks to what's a TikTok. Uh, now we can all be party to those moments. Um, somebody writes, "I was five and got taken out of class as I got <laughs> such nightmares." Says Alison. You know that was one scary part of the movie. Somebody else says, "Chitty chitty bang bang." <laughs> How great is a long surviving actor, Dick Van Dyke? So I should have mentioned him. Yeah, from Jan. Yeah, yeah, so he was some incredible. And and interestingly, you know, he was in Mary Poppins. You know, with Julie yeah. Andrews. He then takes this role. They offered it to do, to Julie Andrews, who didn't take the role, um, and so um, the uh, the the actress whose name just has escaped me. She took the role of his love interest in the movie. Um, also, it was produced by Albert R. Broccoli, who also produced all the James Bond movies because of his connection to the Ian Fleming books. So there's a lot of like interesting stuff there, you know. And um, and also Ian Fleming writing it was obviously inspired by all mm. these interesting you know machines and how he always involved those in the in the Bond movies. And just look at you. I know. I I was look obsessed with that movie. <laughs> I know, but you're just glowing. Oh, yeah, I know. Hilarious. Thank you, Barbara. Barbara Friedman, Bob's Wire.